0: First episode of Far Out Friends. Say hello, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Dahlia, Kaylee, and Scott. Um, We're super excited to start the first episode of this podcast. We've been thinking about doing this podcast for a really long time. It's kind of been in and out of our conversations. And so I'm glad we finally all got together to do it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 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 No, I.
1: (laughs) This is something that we've done a lot with our friends. We'll bring in um, friends from maybe not our close friends group and have these like very uh, expansive conversations. Mm -hmm. And so we just wanted to expand our um, immediate friend group to all of you lovely people. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I feel like we get into, like you said, really expansive. and. I, I find them to be really thought-provoking conversations. And yeah, it kind of just led to us being like... I mean, I know me and Kaylee have had people be like, have you guys thought of starting a podcast? <laughs> so finally we're like, you know, I think we should finally do this. Um, and yeah, so we should go around and introduce ourselves, starting with Kaylee.
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I am a tarot reader. Uh, intuitive creator and a house clearer and I work at a crystal shop Mm
2: -hmm. hello I am Scott I am both some sort of mixture of a Mm -hmm. computer guy but also a music guy I always enjoy talking about these kinds of things with my friends. So that's, that's why I'm here.
0: Computer music philosophy guy. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: <laughs> He's like the therapist of
1: our friends. <laughs>
0: yes. That's um, Hello, I'm Dahlia. Uh, I'm an herbalist, and I'm also a psychic tarot reader um, and do a lot of intuitive, energetic healing work. Um, And this is our little trio of a a few witches in the woods. Mm. (laughs) Um, To start and to open up the conversation, Kaylee, do you want to talk about this deck that you have? Yeah, um, I picked up this uh,
1: game. If it would just open. I'm not going to say the name of the game because we're not like sponsored by them, Um, but that's like a whole copyright mm -hmm. issue. But they're thought provoking Mm -hmm. questions, and I feel like it's a good intro Mm -hmm. to get to know us. Um, So there's three levels perception, connection, and then reflection. So let's start with level one. Yeah. What about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you?
0: something that's unfamiliar to me I guess is not unfamiliar as if I'm not because it's obviously familiar to me because we're such close friends so I have a familiarity with it but I'd say it's your energy and how very um, alien your energy is (laughs) where I feel like it's not something that's spitting out straightforward answers instead you'll say something and I'm like where the fuck did you get (laughs) that (laughs) <laughs> nice. But it's kind of just Haley's whimsical answers. What do my shoes tell you about me? Your shoes? Which one? Because <laughs> you have
1: you have a couple different kinds of shoes. It's just, what do my
0: shoes? Okay, tell your you Vans about
1: are like I'm artsy, and then <laughs> your Danners are like you're a badass.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I don't observe shoes. I literally don't know what anyone's shoes look like. Dahlia could be a full Crocs girl, <laughs> and I honestly wouldn't know. Oh and this has actually happened in my life. Like, I have no idea what you wear for shoes. I've seen Vans, like, one time. You have worn my shoes before. Like, your boots? You've worn my Uggs. You've worn my slippers. You've worn That's my boots.
0: That's you are, like, both <laughs> connected to my shoe connection. Well, I don't
2: collection. look at shoes even if I'm wearing them. Oh I mean... Is this level two now?
1: Okay, so we're moving to level two. We've we we've talked about this before, but I think it's such a good question. What is the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to you?
0: Well, anyone listening to this podcast is going to learn really quickly that a lot of weird shit happens to all of us. I, I think the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to me was when I met somebody in my dream who... And she reached out to me on Facebook telling me that she met me last night in the dream world and we connected, compared and we had the exact same dream. And I looked at the picture of her on um, Facebook and she was the person from my dream. And so we've never met in person, but we have met in the dream world. And she was like showing me different timelines and quantum things. That was probably one of the most out there things or we just like cuz i mean like i we have had shared dreams and i feel like we all hang out in dream world yeah we do but it's especially strange when somebody that yeah you've never met before we're just on in the same like kind of spiritual facebook group
2: mm-hmm. and we connect in dream world that was pretty out there i think the most unexplainable thing for me i spent some time thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> i was at the Adirondacks and there was a dusty ouija board in a drawer at the place we were staying and naturally as i gravitate towards bad energy (laughs) i decided to take a look (laughs) see if this thing's really the real deal and my brother and i we both talked to all sorts of spirits and things there was a kid who lived in the mountains and he passed away tragically and we said are you a good ghost he said no no we're like, are you out to get us? He goes, if you come close to me, if you go in the woods, I'm like, all right, we'll stay <laughs> out of the woods. We weren't really planning on going there anyway. Yikes. And as we're doing all this stuff, we're kind of laughing because it's just an Ouija board and I'm sure it must have spelled out some things randomly and whatever. We decided to contact my uncle who had passed away and we asked, hey, uncle, just to confirm that this is the real deal. Could you just tell us your birthday? now something that's important to recognize is that I didn't know his birthday and my brother didn't know his birthday honestly I don't know like birthdays of people that I should know the birthdays of who are much closer than an uncle when's my birthday? July 25th? Yeah. I only know because there was a a show where someone had a wedding in hell on July 25th and you're like that's my birthday so that shit's easy for me to remember Kaylee's is I don't know February 8th 17th. 17th oh my god so one in 7, I just have it. I was just... It's February
0: last. 17th. I simplified okay. it. <laughs> You've um, been to
1: my birthday party.
0: For like <laughs> yeah, but
2: I, I'm always blacked out at the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I'll remember. Um, also
0: the only one who's blacked <laughs> out.
2: It's true. like, one or two drinks it. It's
0: true. It's like, true. oh, he can't go home tonight.
2: <laughs> it's also, like, the only event that I do. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I don't have a problem. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Kaylee's birthday. It's just hype. For it's just an me. Exception. <laughs> <laughs> just me, though. Um, but anyway, no, I, we asked the Ouija board, we said, "Uncle, what is your birthday? We don't know your birthday, so just tell us, and we'll ask our mom and see if you're right. So he tells us the, yeah, the month and the day. And we go and ask my mom. we say, "Hey, this is your brother. Um, what's, his, what's his birthday?" It turned out it was 100 percent correct. And purely at like a statistical point of view, there was really one in 365 chances that that would have been right. And I just find that as one of the most out there things that I have experienced.
0: You, But you see and hear spirits and ghosts regularly. Yeah, you do. But it's when one... That's your uncle tells you his birthday, and that's the one that gets
1: you're like, whoa, man! I think when those things like bleed out into real life, though, there's like another quality of realness I, to it. I do get that. I get
2: that. I think the quality of realness with that situation is that I can mention this to any person who isn't into this kind of stuff. And, and they would they'd yeah. agree and just be like, oh, that is, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to be into it. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have seen some spooky ghost stuff. We can talk um, about that. I feel like that's a, can, whole that's a whole episode. People can put episode. that in, like, the dreams category yeah. or something like that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Sam is schizophrenic. You, you know? know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to answer this question <laughs> and, uh... I think it it
1: touches along the same lines mm-hmm. as ghosty stuff, but and this is the first thing that came to mind. I don't know why, but well, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on yeah. ghosts. Um, it was probably the time in your old apartment.
0: Oh, god!
1: And yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I heard your brother come home, and I. Um, woke up because you heard
0: a door open and close yeah yeah.
1: and footsteps down the hallway and I was like oh my goodness why is he home so late and I you know sat up and I saw somebody standing in the The in the bedroom and I was like why is he in our room and I got so scared and I turned on the light and I checked the closet checked underneath the bed because I really thought somebody had broken into the apartment and Mm
0: -hmm. uh That was unbelievable. Was no one. Yeah. Everyone would always hear that door down the hallway open and close, hear footsteps down the hallway. Yeah. Bad
2: juju, please.
0: That was. Yeah. Are we level two? Yeah, we're on level two
2: now. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Ah, this is a great question. So we're on level two. Here's the question If you have, when was the moment you realized you weren't invincible?
0: Oh, wow. I get into this
2: unless. How does this work? Go first. Okay. (laughs) It was the time that I used to walk Dahlia's dogs. (laughs) I have an optimization obsession, (laughs) and I recognized when I was walking her dogs that if I stood on a skateboard, the dogs would both get their exercise, I would have fun, which was kind of cool, and it would have been done quicker. Mm hmm so for about three months straight about two to three times a day i think roughly i would grab the two a husky and a malamute malamute being a bigger husky for those who aren't very intense informed. sled dogs yeah <laughs> and i would stand on my skateboard and i'd go yip yip and they would <laughs> go running down and it was really fun and i had the wind in my hair and eventually one day they saw another dog and they wanted to go on a bit of a detour. (laughs) And I had never been horizontal in the air before. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was very scared. I took the fall 100% because I care about animals. The only blood that I saw on the husky was my blood. And um I all my friends weren't available to help me go to the hospital.
0: Every <laughs> single person, everyone, because Scott was my roommate at the time, and also my brother was living in the same apartment with us. All of us were at least an hour away. Close family, friends that lived nearby, an hour away. Like every single person that it was like 9 30 at night, you go. Out <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, geez, I'm a good hour, hour and a half out. I cannot help
2: you. Yeah. Anyway, I realized when all that happened that I can't skateboard with dogs and my body can actually break for real. And I had to ask myself, how much do I care about this silly thing? Because I really like to sing. I really like to code. And it's like, am I going to break my hands over something I don't care about that much? And that's when I realized I was not invincible.
0: I forgot that that was the original question. I, <laughs> um, I go on long tangents. No, you're fine. Take it away, I guess. The moment that I realized that I was not invincible, I feel like I never thought that I was invincible. Yeah. I never had that like childhood bubble of like, the world can't touch me. Um, yeah, no, I think I was just uh, always raised with consequences. Yeah.
1: yeah. So...
0: And I had, like, too much
1: anxiety to, like, really think that I was invincible because my mind is always like, but what if this happens?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I can think of a time where my reality was shattered, but that goes much deeper.
0: Oh, this is a good one. Do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? That's really hard. No. When does it ever?
2: I don't know. I'd say, I'd say you two and some people who are closer are pretty, are like 90% on. But there's little things where I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah, I get
0: that. Yeah. I do get that. Yeah, I can say yes, maybe for some of my closest friends, but I don't I also, I'm, it's like, what image do I have of myself? I don't really know what image I have of myself. I'm kind of just like a whole bundle of thoughts and feelings, and you know what yeah. I mean? It's so complex. I, f- I don't. It also goes into like conversations of like identity and attachment with identity because I don't really go around anymore trying to like, think this is who I am and I have this identity, I just am. And I feel like there are people that recognize the different ways that I exist and then other people that might identify and label me more as like a thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah. The question kind of assumes that one, that you have an identity for yourself that you're really attached to. And it also assumes that the people you're surrounded by are also attached to an identity yes. about you. And so it's a tricky one, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think like a common misperception I have of other people is that they're like one thing. And I'll look at them and I'll be like, oh, they're very much one thing. Yeah. And for me, I feel like I'm like a collection of things. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting.
0: You can't attach to one identity, really. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good one
1: what parts of yourself do you see in me
0: oh what parts of me do i see in keely yeah anxiety uh well yeah (laughs) anxiety you can see that in the whole world though i um i think you're highly multifaceted nature where it's very hard to define you as one thing i also feel that even if that's not how I necessarily come off and live my life, um, I highly identify with that. I think our spiritual paths and where we are at energetically and how we kind of, I don't know, like the, the relative realities that we live in, I think ours are very, very similar, which is comparatively to our society, a unique one. So I see a lot of similarities with our spiritual practice and just us as like creative artistic very malleable divine feminine being oh yeah hell yeah
1: <laughs> queen
2: <laughs> the thing that I see in Kaylee that I see in myself too something that we share is a certain kind of sense of reason mm. and I think that that sense of reason in Kaylee is underappreciated and I think... Nice, I like there, this answer. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things that I would specifically talk to Kaylee about um, to get her perspective on it. Mm. And, yeah. Mm.
1: That's good, because mm. I see that in you.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we met?
0: Why do I think that me and Scott met? This is... Kind of getting into like deeper spiritual things but and ideas of soulmates and karmic connections i think scott and i met very much because we are very deeply entwined souls in this lifetime <laughs> and our journeys in a very uncanny way perfectly complement each other yes um and so we very much are kind of just these intertwined entities that i think are meant to help push each other to grow and grow together and kind of complete these different karmic uh goals together it's a very karmic thing it's very very much like i don't know we kind of jumped into this lifetime together as partners Mm. yeah
1: How do i think we met I kind of have to answer that in conjunction with like why I met Dahlia mm-hmm. and you, because I met you guys at the same time, mm-hmm. relatively. Um, I think we met to do this work together, yeah. Mm -hmm. realistically like i think you and i dolly and i we have that divine feminine aspect and then that's something that scott needs and scott (laughs) has uh the divine masculine which we need Mm -hmm. and we're kind of all balancing each other out and Mm -hmm. raising ourselves all together
0: it's like perfect yeah just perfect complementing of each other's karmic goals yes Yeah. yeah
2: If therapy were a massively multiplayer online game, that's like what this group is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) MMO therapy. (laughs) Oh, it's my turn? That's a good name
0: for the podcast. Is this the last card? (laughs) Yes. A good name for the podcast MMO therapy. All right, last card. Level 3, Dahlia Edition. What do you think my weakness is?
1: (laughs) Blonde men.
0: (laughs) Very attractive blonde men. Oh my god. Men with beards. Yes. Yes. Men with beards in green flannels standing amongst a grove of pine trees. (laughs) How attractive
2: men. Yeah. I would say the throat.
0: Oh my god. That's a that's so funny.
2: Just one hit um, KO. Yeah, that's my own personal uh
0: evaluation. Yeah, come at me. Kickboxing, I've been keeping my guards up. There you go. Um, okay. Um, are those your guys' genuine answers? Yeah. Genuine answers. So Kaylee's answer is beautiful men, beautiful rustic men, Scott is the throat. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. <laughs> it shows I, I have very few vulnerabilities for any listeners <laughs> out there.
2: Oh my gosh! I think uh, what's interesting about that question is I, I'm not sure if it's intended to be weakness like, oh my god, that's my weakness,
0: mm-hmm. or
2: weakness like. Eh, maybe you guys didn't interpret that right. I think I interpreted that wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's I, I think it's however you interpret Your it. Your weakness, like because for me I
0: would have interpreted a it like bird. I would have interpreted it as emotional weakness. As like a, a blind spot. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's my blind spot? Oh, uh, um,
1: that makes sense. It's the same thing for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: beautiful man And yes. the throat. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: who doesn't have a soft spot for beautiful men? That's though, true. Right? That's true. <laughs> Um, Do we want to get into how we all met? I think we should. This is a nice little bio. It is. Personal bio episode. You guys
1: talk about how you met, and then I'll talk about Um, how I met you
0: guys. Oh, gosh. Okay, so uh, me and Scott, I don't know at this point if we have different opinions on when we met in college.
2: It's mostly me being funny at this point. (laughs) I think we agree on the same story now.
0: Um, I met Scott freshman year of college and it was the second day of school and one of our you know, I feel like freshmen like jump into social groups super fast and you kind of grab onto whoever's inviting you anywhere and um, I got invited to somebody's suite like their dorm room suite because it's a liberal angsty art school and they were having a jam sesh <laughs> and so I was in like the living room of the suite listening to people play like freaking neutral milk hotel or whatever and um but then in the corner I heard someone playing a really really deep sad emotional song that really hit me in like the mommy issues department and and I was listening and it was Scott who was playing the song and afterwards um and it was just like yeah on a whole other emotional level as to what was happening around us highly vulnerable and I went up to Scott afterwards and I was like I loved that song I really connected with the, the lyrics and what was happening and then Scott told me that uh, it was about his mom and I was like sweet and we kind of connected
2: about uh, childhood issues
0: that <laughs> have been best friends ever since
2: <laughs> basically yeah and so to me that was not like the biggest moment of my life um, I didn't know Dolly until a week later after I already knew her <laughs>
0: Scott insists no we met at that diner and I'm like Scott the reason we were at that diner together is because we were already friends and made plans to go get food at that
2: Listen time. I was just eating a hamburger and I looked up and I'm like I don't know you thanks for joining <laughs> We were on a double All date course. with our partners at that time. That's what it was. I was about to make a joke how I was single, but no, I really wasn't a relationship. <laughs> you really Good no. for me. I really was. Oh my god. such different times. <laughs> slim
0: pickings, slim pandemic pickings. Um and then Kaylee, do you
1: wanna say how we met? Yeah. Um, so I met the two of you guys years later. Mm-hmm. um and we've known each other for three years now more than that more than three years
0: four really? years four years oh now oh. Four years
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> makes me so happy um i met dahlia first uh because i started dating her brother mm-hmm. and we dated for three years and dahlia and i worked together we were both working yes, for we your worked brother for a couple
0: years together
1: our our love of art and spirituality and really
0: this this journey to uh, to expand yes. outward. Opening to ourselves. Kaylee, I feel like we really started getting closer after you got me my first tarot deck. Yeah, yeah. And that's the tarot deck that's still the main one that I use. Yeah. Um, I connected it very much. Yes, that's
1: good. And then I met Scott through Dahlia. Mm-hmm. I remember he the first time like we a met. With me.
0: <laughs> Scott comes with the package. True. It's like know. when
2: you're on Amazon and you buy one thing and it says, you know, most people who buy this also. They're like, interested. you also, yeah. You might also be interested. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just get the full set at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. When did you, you said you remember the first time you met Scott?
1: Yeah, up. yeah, I remember the first time. You made a really dumb like joke and I was like... <laughs> I was like, laughed. I thought it was funny, but I was also like...
2: She laughed because he felt bad for me.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, We were all, we were all just sitting it. along the table in, in your old apartment, Dahlia, and hanging out. I thought Scott was That's very nice. funny. And I don't think we got close until...
0: Later. Later, later on. Yeah. Like,
1: way later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, is there like a particular moment that sticks out?
2: I remember when I first met Kaylee. You said you don't remember? I do. Uh. I was um, at the same apartment. And I was caught up in my Scott stuff. Sometimes I live a little bit in my own world. (laughs) It was her boyfriend who came up and said, Scott, we have a guest over. Maybe you should talk to our guest. <laughs> you know, like she's been here for an hour. And you haven't talked to her. <laughs> and I said, I'm keeping it down to three friends.
0: <laughs>
2: Thank you very much. I
0: remember at that time you were pretty opposed to making new friends.
2: I get overwhelmed. You're
0: still at, like
2: <laughs> three friends. I like to keep. You're things... at four now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like to keep things simple. I get that. But um when I got to know Kaylee, I thought, okay, this person is pretty cool. So <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess I'll make room. <laughs> <laughs> my thank thing. you. I turned on my other friends. Banish. <laughs> um, you're out. You're out. Kaylee, oh, you're there's, in. A four, <laughs> there's a four there's a four slot. You're out. you're in. That's hilarious. No, that's not really how I work, but Um, It kind of
1: is. (laughs) I I would say we got closer, like, this year. all just kind of came together and started doing the real spiritual work, I would say. Or, like, deeper spiritual work.
2: So, after Kaylee's last relationship, she became very interesting. (laughs) Because she, I think that a lot of her energies just started flowing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when she went from being a close friend to... Like a best, best, best friend, mm-hmm. where, uh-huh. um, yeah, when things started flowing, I don't know how you put that. Yeah, well, I think but I opened
1: up after the last relationship, and I like allowed you guys to be part of this like grief process yeah. that I
2: went through. I think I really got to know you a lot more during that period of time. Yeah. Yes. and I think yeah. that's what took this all to like the next level. Yeah to the next level I'm not Hulk
0: Hogan that'd be (laughs) cool if he said it I feel like that's like speaking about that is a good segue though to what we wanted to talk about because I think a lot of a lot of people really open to themselves and open Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of get launched into a whole spiritual Mm -hmm. journey Mm -hmm. after breakups especially a lot of people um, especially women particularly women after like they get out of you know, a very committed or a very intense relationship, it can really kind of crack people open and leave you to kind of, I feel like you're really like, it's like a Phoenix moment, you know, Um, regardless of how the relationship ended, I think everyone feels a little melted down after that. And you're left to sort of like reform, reshape your life, recollect yourself. And yeah, I feel like in that process of really being cracked open, open emotionally, You tend to really open spiritually, too. And um, I think that's what Scott is trying to say is like, I feel like you were on your spiritual path, but after your last relationship, which when we get into talking about how what started us really on our spiritual journeys, I'll be talking about my last relationship because that's what happened for me, too. Is that after your last relationship, we really saw just, like, an exponential, like, skyrocket of Kaylee energy. Mm-hmm. Kaylee unleashed.
1: 2.0. <laughs> Kaylee 2.0. <laughs> so I was living a very different life before I got into all this. I was set to become a photographer. Mm-hmm. I went to school for photography. I was living in the city, and I was working super hard. I got, like, a really good internship, and... Um, I was just exhausting all my energy into becoming like a famous photographer. And uh, that's all I really dreamed about. And then my junior year of college, I decided to do my thesis on photographing psychics. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what led me to that, but I was drawn to that because um, just my, my grandma told me Mm -hmm. stories about Cuba and how these psychics would come up to her and just wouldn't charge anything and just tell you things about yourself and That idea really fascinated me and I kind of expanded on it I was like, okay I want to explore this and my camera has always been like an extension of me in like exploring new worlds so I got like 25 different psychic readings and uh just totally got absorbed into it i was launched into this world and i met this one psychic who blew my mind i mean she told me things that i had only told like two other people um she brought through my uncle who had passed before i was born and he spoke about things that i hadn't told anybody and i was in this room with this woman who was just telling me incredible things it blew open my reality and i was like oh my goodness i don't want to just work my entire life i want to see what else is out there i want to explore i want to i want to see what what's out there what is Mm -hmm. this all about and i couldn't do it behind a camera anymore i had to live it Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i just
0: you know and i'm here now that's interesting i so you didn't do any kind of, like, um, metaphysical stuff or tarot reading or anything before that project? Other than, like, a vague interest in it? I had a vague interest in yeah. it, that's oh, wow. it. That's so interesting. That's it. Okay. Because when I met you, you had already, like, done, you had cards and, like, seemed like mm-hmm. you were already kind of doing that stuff, but it, I, it, it was a much more recent interest than um, than I realized. Yeah. So we really did kind of start it around the same time. We
1: did. And before I met you, I had like taken a meditation
0: class and I
1: was meditating.
0: Doing um, yoga and that like alternative health stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And
2: -hmm. it just blew up. Mm. The turning point for me spiritually was when I was done with high school, Mm -hmm. I decided to take a gap year. I also, from high school, I went through a a breakup. It was my first breakup and I decided to get a therapist. Still see him today. Fantastic, man. 11 years strong. (laughs) Best relationship of Scott's life. Hasn't failed me yet.
1: Hasn't (laughs) failed me yet.
2: Uh, Anyway, I decided That because they ask you when you go into college, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, well, you know, I haven't had the time or space to even think about that. So I will find my inner truth. (laughs) And as I do with most things, I took it pretty far. (laughs) (laughs) What was originally supposed to be me sitting down wondering, do I like to paint? Do I like do I like science? Um, I spent about one to two hours a day meditating multiple times a day I read all of these books on spirituality inner truth and all of this stuff a whole year and I wasn't raised religious I wasn't raised anti-religious nobody in my family cared about really anything like that Um, and so yeah I just asked myself those questions and eventually I got some answers and I was like oh my god life is a little bit more complicated than i thought mm-hmm. and that's that was my turning point point. and it didn't really pop back up until maybe later college after college mm.
0: yeah that's interesting i never heard that story from you before mm-hmm. i know that yeah. like you said that there was a, a time in your life where you just went hard in like spiritual <laughs> texts and mm-hmm. meditating yeah. and like reading all these different like authors like Eckhart Tolle and Ram Dass and all that
2: stuff. But I got got rid of 80% of all of my belongings. Really? Yeah, it was a total, it was all charity too. went like total monk mode. Yeah. I literally, I can't express it enough, like all of it to charity. I'm talking like very expensive guitars. Hmm. I just like gave away to people for free. Well? Yeah. And that's when I shed my skin and I said, time for a new me. I also deleted my Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> very important
0: to very important just that little that's lunch. so interesting yeah. everybody has their own spiritual practice in some way this kind of like deep deep spiritual what would you call it i think that when it comes to my spirituality and kind of finding what path what spiritual path worked and resonated for me that's something that i when I was about 15, I started to search for and it was something that I kind of flirted with on and off where I would research and look a little bit into like Zen Buddhism and meditation and chakras. But it was but then I'd get swept up with whatever crap was happening in my life at that time. And, you know, it, it very much didn't it wasn't like a front and center priority kind of thing. But and it was it was like that on and off. And for a long time. Um, My artwork and kind of inner reflection and inner expression through art was my spiritual practice in a way, but it wasn't until towards the end of college where I was in uh, this very intense relationship and um, that relationship was in just ways that I, I don't even, it was... I feel like you're just activated at just the right time for yourself when it comes to like, I don't know, the spirits are like, you're ready. (laughs) Because while I was in this uh, very intense relationship, a lot of intuition started activating in me a lot of um, just interactions with spirits in my dream world. And I kind of paid attention to it, but was kind of very wrapped up in what was going on in my life at the time. But it, I really started feeling the nudge that I needed to come back to this topic and and this inner searching and the searching for the spiritual path. And, um, it wasn't until after the, when me and that person broke up, um, it's so hard to explain. It's literally just like a, a switch was flipped and it all just clicked into place. And I one started going to therapy (laughs) again (laughs) and because I feel like going deep in yourself and your own psyche very much goes hand in hand with the spiritual journey. It's so important to know yourself and know your own story and kind of work out a lot of egoic things. Um, And so a flip switched and I started seeing this fantastic therapist, started diving deeper into my unconscious And at the same time, just dove head first into all sorts of kind of um, metaphysical, spiritual anything. You know, Mm -hmm. I started getting into, I started researching chakras and I started looking into crystals and energy and psychics and just the whole unseen world that a lot of people don't take the step to very directly interact with. I just spent like hours like reading things online and reading books and just hours and hours and hours. And months later when I was kind of deep into this very unknown world is when I was like, I think I'm ready to maybe start making some community in this very strange watery world. And then, enter Kaylee and <laughs> we kind of linked up from there but um yeah it's interesting how like I feel like for me it feels just so spontaneous like a very quick
1: oh it's life-changing yeah it's like it's before and after
0: yeah it's just I don't know what it is it really is you just wake up and it's like boom it's yeah. there suddenly just completely the priority of your life yeah and slowly but surely and sometimes very quickly completely rearranges your priorities in life. Yeah, it does. Cuz yeah, I was planning on like yeah, like living in the city and pursuing art and teaching art and doing that whole art gallery city life for a while into it until um I just like got deeper and deeper into connection with myself and very quickly um, the plants like took over and <laughs> like, and now I'm like, oh my God, I need to be in isolation in the mountains, city life. Uh, I cannot ever do that. Um, so now I'm just, just a crazy witch in the
1: woods. <laughs> <laughs> the city is just city. Huh? I like what Ram Dass says about the city. He's like, the
2: city is just city
1: the you're city is city yes. you're the one having a reaction to it <laughs> i think about that sometimes the city is really hard for people who are like sensitive to be in though uh, yeah.
2: the city is a rough place you know <laughs> um i imagine if you were living in the woods and somebody replaced all of the trees and all of the grass and plants with just rocks <laughs> It would be very Only rocks. <laughs> we can call them whatever we want. They're rocks. Yeah, they so are we surround cool. ourselves by rocks. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm like, this is first of all, it's hot here because of all the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's just cold. I'm like, it's we're disturbing. like We're like this we're disturbing. like we're like external cavemen. Yeah. Like we like turn the cave inside out. Yeah. and we're like we're different now it's like, it doesn't <laughs> seem healthy
0: and then we're like why are we so anxious and I'm like bro no, I don't know maybe because you got rid of everything that's made into your normal environment <laughs> um, but it's interesting but like I know my path is to be for, for me personally in like deep connection with the earth and working with the earth but I know people that are very uh, spiritually connected and they're living in the city and they know that they need to be in the city yeah. it's like it's literally just where all of their karma is. Yeah. You know. And I do I love the city and I love I love um I really love the city in a very special way, but I know for me and what I need to focus on, it would just be very distracting for me. Yeah. It's just not Yeah, it's just not where my karma is,
2: you know. Yeah. It's the people that make the city nice. Mm, I think.
0: Y- y-
2: yeah. It's like yeah. the sense of community. Yeah. You know.
0: It's a certain culture, a certain group culture and being part of this group and everything. Yeah. It is community. Yeah.
1: So what is your individual spiritual practice look like day to day? Do you have like a consistent spiritual routine?
0: I feel like I do, but I don't think about it. Um a consistent spiritual routine? No. But I want to have one. I feel like I I'm someone who well one I I think that my schedule switches around often enough to where it's hard to have a bit of a routine. I think that there, it's not that I have a consistent regular routine, but I do have things that I'm consistently conscious of and trying to include in my life, such as like um, like herbal supplements and, and, and you know keeping like plant medicines in my life is very important for me to be connecting with not just the plants, but their plant spirits. I think regularly every day I do connect with plant spirits and talk to plant spirits. I think being with the earth and acknowledging, like literally just, it's all in little moments where like I step outside to walk to my car in the morning and I like look up at the trees and I'm just like have this little moment with the trees. (laughs) Like, I feel like I really enjoy just honoring and being present with the earth. Every day throughout my day, I try to be really present in myself bring my mind back to being present if I find that I'm getting kind of ungrounded. Um, sort of being really conscious of the energies around me. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's living a very conscious life and doing my best to be present and in a state of a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. um, and always keeping an eye out for a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> love, those <love>, messengers. <laughs> always keeping an eye out for the numbers and for hogs.
2: So my daily spiritual routine is I wake up, I give myself a little bit of time to adjust <laughs> to being awake once again. <laughs> no. And I, it's optional. Sometimes I'll meditate. So I work in the afternoon. So work for me begins around 1.30 PM mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? So I will sometimes meditate. Sometimes I'll do yoga. Uh, every morning, I drink Dahlia's tea, <laughs> the solar plexus tea, which I highly recommend. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> <Nice laughs> purchased today.
0: You purchased
2: <laughs> Um, And then, honestly, I'll sing. That's sort of my own form of meditation. I didn't realize it until somebody asked me, why do you sing the same songs? It's been like years of the same song, don't you get tired of it? Honestly, it just puts me in a state and the way mm-hmm. the notes go, it's just the kind of thing where it's like a, it's like a mantra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, songs can be about whatever, but to me, it's a mantra. Mm-hmm. And I usually cook as conscious as I can. And yeah, by nighttime, I, again, meditation is optional. And I go to I go to bed. That's really it for me. I think like
0: being conscious of like the food and what you're consuming is again like just all of the little spiritual practices that you can include throughout your day. Um, even like like all of crystals in my water or being conscious of where I'm getting my water and like the different toxins that might be in the water, getting you sourcing your food from really good places. Those are all just like You know, as best you can and to the best of your capability, it's just like, yeah, just being spiritually conscious of the different energies and how it's affecting your body, both physically and spiritually. What's your daily spiritual practice, Kaylee?
1: My daily spiritual practice consists of being open Mm -hmm. to other people and to myself and, like, honoring the emotions that come up throughout the day. Um, I also have cultivated like a gratitude practice Mm. where I try to say thank you to my frustrations and Mm. (laughs) just anything that pops into my head and I'll I'll just say thank you. Thank you for the meal, thank you for this, um, thank you for being a good listener. Mm. Um, And then prayer is also Mm. like a big one, before I go to bed I always pray and that ties back into gratitude, saying thank you at the end of the night, and Mm -hmm. thank you when I get up in the morning. Mm.
0: I feel like you and Scott are much more organized with your spiritual practice. Mm -hmm.
2: I also work a lot less than you. (laughs) (laughs) I think she would do a lot more if she had the free time that I have.
0: I'm always trying to have a regular schedule of things. And Kaylee's Virgo Moon doesn't let her
2: do anything else but
1: organize. So this, this ties into a nice question. What is your definition of spirituality?
2: So, for me, when defining spirituality, I like to define it next to its partner. Its parallel partner. It's like can't really describe a toothbrush without dirty teeth.
0: Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, I get that, yeah.
2: So, I like to, this is a way I like to describe it. So, there's two ways that you can go about your life. One way, and I'm not excluding spirituality from science. I would say that for instance, science would be looking at something and cutting up to lots of little pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I often imagine a piece of paper. It's one piece of paper, but we cut up in half and cut it into little pieces, little pieces. We say, that's a lamp, that's a table, that's a picture, you proton know, neutral, we, electron and we make our way all the way down, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's, that's, the, that's one way of thinking, and that's kind of, that's a, that's, that's a scientific way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think spirituality is taking all those pieces and putting them back together to eventually realize that everything is one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you look at the trees and instead of looking at them all as individuals, you look at it and say, this is all one living, breathing thing mm-hmm. and I'm a part of it. Yeah. So yeah, so I would say science is looking closer and closer. Um, spirituality is taking a step back and appreciating the big picture
0: I like that definition a lot I, I agree with that definition I think spirituality I was going to say is recognizing that there's a force greater than yourself like beyond yourself um, but that doesn't quite encompass it I think it is really just doing whatever practice, whatever steps that you need to do to reconnect with the one universal energy because everything really is um, completely interconnected. And it's very difficult emotionally and mentally living in this kind of illusion of being separate. And um, yeah, so I think spirituality is connecting with that oneness and connecting with that... um, yeah, just that universal consciousness, I guess, is one way to put it. Um, and some people do that through religion, and other people do that, do that through meditation, and some people do it through whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but we're all connecting into the, same, into the same web, you know? Yeah, that's a good
1: definition. My definition is really similar. It's um, connecting to the one behind the two mm. and doing that through the present moment. If we can't, if we're not present, we can't connect to everybody else. And that includes holding space, being mindful, all
0: of it. Yeah, that that's, yes. And there's like a whole list of steps to even do to even get to the present moment. It's very, it's actually a very difficult thing to do. It's difficult, <laughs> but it's also... Simple. Simple.
1: <laughs>
0: we make it um, difficult for ourselves. And I feel like, you know,
1: I... This has been said a million times, but defining spirituality is like a finger pointing at the moon. Yeah. It isn't the moon itself.
0: Yes. Yeah. Don't mistake the, the finger pointing at the moon for the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: What do they say that everyone has a door they walk through, whether it's religion, spirituality, or anything yeah. like that, but it's important to not get stuck in it like a revolving door yeah. and never actually get, like, getting anywhere. Not actually anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's the way, but not the...
0: Not the way.
2: Not the finish line. Yes.
0: Yeah. We get very attached to the method, as Ram Dass would say.
2: Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Mm